Hi, and welcome to another episode of A Shot Glass of Recovery with your host, Julie, half of the dynamic duo that brings you the podcast, Two Sober Chicks. Oh my gosh, I am a terrible podcast host. I have not podcasted in like two weeks, which is unacceptable, but you know life. Anyways, today I was hosting my women's meeting. Shout out to the badass women's group of amazing women in sobriety, badass women warriors, and so much good came out of that meeting. What I want to read is the meditation that I read before the meeting started, and this is a meditation that I read from Blue idkiti.com b-l-u-i-d-k-i-t-i.com and for each date it has a whole buttload of daily recovery readings and for september 27th which is today i read the 24 hours a day meditation and it's the aa thought for the day followed by the meditation for the day followed by the prayer for the day and it reads as such continuing the consideration of the term spiritual experience What often takes place in a few months could seldom have been accomplished by years of self-discipline. With few exceptions, our members find that they have tapped an unsuspected inner resource, which they presently identify with their own conception of a power greater than themselves. Most of us think this awareness of a power greater than ourselves the essence of spiritual experience. Some of us call it God-consciousness. In any case, willingness, honesty, and open-mindedness are the essentials of recovery. Have I tapped that inner resource which can change my life? Meditation for the day. God's power in your life increases as your ability to understand His grace increases. The power of God's grace is only limited by the understanding and will of each individual. God's miracle-working power is only limited in each individual soul by the lack of spiritual vision of the soul. God respects free will, the right of each person to accept or reject his miracle-working power. Only the sincere desire of the soul gives him the opportunity to bestow it. And prayer for the day, I pray that I may not limit God's power by my lack of vision. I pray that I may keep my mind open today to his influence. Now, for those of us that are struggling with connecting to a higher power, having a higher power save you, guide you, direct you, support you, even just speak to you, having your higher power relieve you of the desire or the compulsion to drink or use or behave, whatever your addiction is, that can seem really devastating to hear. And it sounds really harsh. But what I want to say to you is this. Yes, the power of God's grace is only limited by the understanding of our individual understandings of him. And it's only limited by our lack of spiritual vision of the soul. That's not saying you're defective or you're not doing something right. It's just a commentary, in my opinion, that it just hasn't happened for you yet. And no one that I know that has ever earnestly sought God has not heard from him. 
And sometimes it takes a long time. Sometimes it's slowly, as we say in the program. Sometimes it's quickly. Sometimes it's slowly, as the promises say. But if you keep showing up and you have a deep desire to know God's will for your life and you have a deep desire to truly surrender and turn it over, it will happen. There is no reason it will not happen for you. Now, some of us have mental health issues where we need to be stabilized on meds before that happens because we're very unstable without them. I am a uh, product of that or I am a person that does struggle with anxiety. And so going on medication was a really good decision for me. Now, I had a great relationship with God before, but the medication helped me be out of fear, which helped me slide easier into faith. Faith is not easy. Faith is scary. One of the women in the group shared today, like, if this faith thing doesn't work out, I'm fucked. Like, I'll die. I will die. Before I got sober without alcohol, I would die. After I got sober without God, I will die. So just hang in there. He sees you. He knows exactly where you are. We will never understand the mind or will of God. We can only do what we pray when we connect to God to be guided to do. And it's it's difficult for a lot of people. None of us have the answers. Some of the people that I know that struggle with God and spirituality the most are people that have dedicated their lives to God as a priest, as a nun, as a spiritual director, as a pastor. I believe that a lot of us are called into ministry because of our struggles with God, not because we feel like God has helped us our entire lives or is speaking to us directly. There was another share today from a woman who talked about wanting to drink during COVID, which is, I mean, is this thing not taking forever? I thought by now for sure we would return to pre-COVID society. And I don't think we're ever going to return to pre-COVID society, but I am looking forward to the day where we can all navigate life freely without all of these restrictions. It's very scary. Uh, she talked about COVID having giving her triggers to drink and how she decided when she wants to drink, I'll do it tomorrow. If I'm going to tank my life, if I am going to ruin everything and go back to the misery of before I got sober, then I'll do it tomorrow. And then guess what? Today is yesterday's tomorrow. And today she showed up at the meeting. She shared she's committed to doing a meeting daily and she'll drink tomorrow. That's often sometimes way easier to swallow than I can never drink again. It's I'll drink tomorrow. I'll use tomorrow. I'll sex tomorrow. I'll gamble tomorrow. But knowing and reminding ourselves that the compulsion doesn't last forever, we can burn it out. So instead of choosing to pick up a drink, pick up the phone, call someone in recovery. Uh, another woman in the group who was so smart, someone wanted to come over to her house for a swim, and she's currently not doing so well. And she doesn't want them to come over for a swim. She wants to crawl under the covers. But you know what she said to the swim? Yes. Which is like, I mean... Raise the roof, woman. What a great decision. When I was suffering from deep depression during my separation uh, nine years ago, I think it was, it was saying yes to things that I didn't want to say yes to that saved me from being in bed all day. It was saying yes to let's just learn ballroom dancing lessons. It was saying yes to a workout when I didn't want to work out. It was saying yes to going for a walk when I didn't want to go for a walk. It was saying yes to people who invite wanted to invite me out. And I was like, I'm not good. I don't want to come out. And I'm not taking no for an answer. Because even if depression was waiting at home for me for that one hour, I was outside of myself. I was with people. And even if I did have anxiety and depression while I was out, I was doing it with someone else. 
and someone else was there. So it really is important to our well-being to have some sort of spiritual connection with others. And if you're not having a good time spiritually connecting to God, that's okay. Just pray. As was said in the meeting today, uh, faith is actually the fast track. Faith is the fast track. Prayer. Prayer is reaching your hand out to God. And God does not leave us alone. If we measure our faith or the presence of God on what we feel about God, we will often be in dark places. It's often reminding ourselves that just because I can't feel you, God, it does not mean you're not there. Just because I feel like you're allowing me suffer, it does not mean you have a bigger plan and a bigger purpose for my life. If I pull out to what I consider the divine perspective, it's kind of like being in a drone and looking down um, and pulling out further. And I see the trajectory of my life. I see that the suffering, and it doesn't mean I'm not going to suffer again, but the deepest, darkest suffering I had actually had a purpose. I don't believe that God causes us suffering, but I do believe that he uses it to the best of his ability in terms of working with us to do something better. You know, if I wasn't a horrible alcoholic, I wouldn't be here doing this podcast. Um, If I never tried recovery, if I never tried AA, I wouldn't be doing retreats. Um, Every little bit of every suffering I've ever been through, when I think about how it helps other people, all of it was worth it, and I would do it all over again. So sometimes the greatest, greatest impetus for us to get sober is looking at ourselves and saying, I wish I had someone like me when I was first getting sober. So just knowing that if you get sober and you do well, God will look at that and he will place you in the lives of people that need that from you. Just like people have been placed in your life. You know, maybe you came across this podcast as I have heard from many listeners in the weirdest, flukiest way. One of our first listeners that reached out, excuse me, she, um, she Googled how to, uh, drink safely as an alcoholic or something like that. Like, how can I keep drinking when I'm an alcoholic? And for some reason, our podcast came up. There have been a lot of moments like that where people have been turned on to not just mine, but other resources where you can stay sober, you can get help to stay sober. So if you're a new listener, welcome. Um, I find a lot of listeners really love the 12-step series that Lisa and I did. So if you're on our Two Sober Chicks uh, podcast webpage, you can see that there's also playlists. One of them is just my shot glasses. One of them is just Lisa's shot glasses, which are each one of us doing our own podcast. There's the 12 Steps uh, playlist where Lisa and I spent one podcast per step talking about what we've learned and resources and how we went through them. It's like a modern day Joe and Charlie, although nobody can hold a light to Joe and Charlie. Um, we also, I also did one where I did all of the traditions and I read from the 12 and 12, which is one tradition per podcast. The two tools I think that are the most important for those of us in recovery are the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, or as a friend of mine in the program says, our manual of how to get sober, and then the companion book, which is the 12 steps and 12 traditions, which goes through one step or one tradition per chapter that I found really helpful um, through the entirety of my sobriety, which I'm coming up on seven consecutive years in October of continuous sobriety. So thank you for listening. Thanks for hanging in there, even when you didn't really get much of a a podcast list for the last two weeks. I missed you. I thought about you often. 
And if you need to reach me or Lisa, you can email us to soberchicks at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter under the same handle. And I wish you a good 24. Hang in there.